Hi, I'm Jane, and together with Jodes, we are two proud feminists passionate about female empowerment. This podcast is our take on the real conversations, real issues, and real challenges we must stay focused on if we're going to inspire the next generation of female leaders, managers, and entrepreneurs to pick up the baton and continue the journey to equality. But be warned, there will be rants and the odd profanity, but mainly just lots of curious conversations, uplifting stories, great guests, and food for thought on the path we still have to travel. It is clear that our young girls need us to harness our gumption and to use our voices now to make the changes we all know need to happen. It's time to be a pioneer, not a passenger. To paraphrase the famous words, of a female game changer, Hollywood's iconic Bette Davis. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Okay, so welcome to the podcast with Jane and Jodes. We're on episode three of series three. Can you believe that? My (laughs) word, where's it gone? So we're in the series where we're talking about uh, women and work, does it? And today we're going to talk about the female pipeline leak, which we know is an issue. We both work with businesses. We both work in corporate. We know this is an issue across all sectors. I personally leaked. I leaked as well. (laughs) Absolutely, I've leaked. Yeah. And why? Why are we leaving these jobs that we've invested so much of our time, uh, so much money, uh, so much of our equity? Why are we leaving these jobs when we get to about top middle? So we're not leaving... Um, you know, in our 20s, we're leaving when we get to top middle. And top middle, generally, we're around early 30s onwards, because some of us might have been in our 40s when we when we leaked, but we're in in that that game. Uh, So why are we doing that? So we're going to talk about some of those things. um, And I'm going to hand you over to Joe to talk about one of the things that does happen around that time. And it's called a biological clock. And as mine's never kicked in, I'm probably not the ideal person to have that bit of the conversation. So Joe's. Yeah, biological (laughs) clock, tick tock. But yeah, I think this is probably the single biggest influence on the female pipeline leak Mm. not the only one Mm -hmm. but it's probably one that many do resonate with well if you've been a childbearing person Mm -hmm. so having three of the ankle biters (laughs) I have been in this situation (laughs) a couple of times um and like you said there actually you know uh, uh, if you've listened to previous episodes you'll know both Jane and I um accelerated our careers at a young age um and you know I got to kind of 32 I had had a couple of kids younger but yeah. I was so ferociously ambitious yeah. in my 20s yeah I chucked them in nursery and went back to work when they were three months old um but when I had my third daughter so I was 32 and I was at that point that mid to senior manager level at that point and that's when I leaked um and you know a lot of that I think is down to that all of a sudden even though we feel like we're in modern days and modern times, the care responsibility primarily still falls to the yeah, woman, yeah. especially early on, because you are the one that gave birth to them. But it doesn't have to be that way. No. You know, I think, didn't didn't we look at some statistics of um, how many men are actually yeah, taking... Less than 2%. Less than 2%. Less than 2%. Are taking so. their... 
what is it now? Shared parental yes. leave. Yeah, I'd like to call it family leave. Family you? I'd like to get rid of that paternity maternity yeah. thing, but it, it is still called that generally. Yeah. And that's where most people's focus will go about this yeah. is that, yeah, you know, the care responsibilities. And sometimes if you're not a, a, a parent of a small person, it might even be like parents yes. that you're starting to care for, that that falls to the, the, the woman in the relationship to pick up the majority mm. of that role. But actually, the bit of it, the, my experience that stuck with me the most was actually before I had the baby. Mm -hmm. It was being pregnant, pregnant in work. It's interesting. All of a sudden, starting to get treated very differently. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I guess some of it was maybe with positive yeah, intent. Yeah. You know, I was getting treated with kid gloves. I was yeah. getting wrapped in cotton wool. Now, you know, I found that highly frustrating. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily react to it mm -hmm. positively because I felt like I was being treated differently yeah. and, and you're almost just pregnant you have got a pregnant. disease yeah that you know, you know I, i'm still fully capable yes. it doesn't yeah. it doesn't disable me yes. in any way yes. even you know i know it's a protected characteristic kind of thing but i was absolutely fine mm. but it was even down to things like you know i might not get invited to certain meetings anymore mm. or asked to contribute to certain things and the response when i asked why it'd be Oh, but you're not going to be here when this happens, yeah, or yeah, yeah. so what? There's no point yeah. in including you. Mm. Well, no, but I'm here now. Yeah. So, yeah. and I've got a valid contribution. Yeah. And I'm working in this business till the very last moment that I can. I've heard women say to me that, you know, when they're pregnant, that a lot of people around them, well, it's generally men, say to them, oh, well, you know, we don't even know if you're coming back. Yeah, I had that. What do you mean? I'm coming back. Yeah, but we don't know, do we? You might change your mind. I know, and I'm coming back. So you don't need to worry about, oh, well, you know, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Should we say that to you when you go on, on, a, on a golfing holiday yeah. to Spain? Yeah, you come back. Yeah, but you might love playing golf with, with, yeah. in Spain. Right? Yeah. You might not come back. Do, doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah, I absolutely had that. Mm. You know, so there's a lot of things, even at being pregnant in work stage. And if you are somebody... Clearly, if you're at mid to senior level, you were you wanted a you wanted to progress your yes. career. Yes. Yeah. You wanted a, a, a bigger role, an influential role. You wanted to be a, you know, a decision maker. So, you know, you, you are gonna come back yeah. and you do what you wanna be there yeah. for as long as you can be. Yeah. But even if you don't, no it's nobody else's decision or no. right to make that choice no. for you at that stage not, that's it you know to I me mean? it, it's like it's my body it's my choice and so i'm as i because i'm here and i'm doing the job then i'm present and that's how i should be treated yeah. but even things like they'll be like oh you've got baby brain haven't you you know if i was thinking about something yeah. or i don't know maybe a word wouldn't come yeah. to mind yeah like oh, I know but you've got baby brain I haven't got baby yeah. brain no mm. I've just forgotten a word mm. so you know there's lots of, yeah. lots of uh, micro messaging yes. Yes. in yes. that stage that's of really interesting because I've never thought of that I only ever thought about actually <laughs> what happens when you've got, when you've the, got the baby yeah but I do I have seen it very recently I have seen it very recently when I worked in yeah. a new company and actually you know mm. for me um at, at the point I leaked when I left, so it was after that pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So I was the exact age you talked about mm -hmm. as the age most women do kind of leak mm -hmm. out of the, mm -hmm. the system. Um, you know, the, the reason I left was because I was discriminated against at mm -hmm. that point. Mm -hmm. 
um, a promotion role became available mm -hmm. because I was on maternity leave. Nobody told me about okay. it. Mm. So I missed out on that opportunity. And clearly, I made a big deal about that when I found out because that mm -hmm. wasn't all right. No, no. But that was then the yeah. reason I was like, right, yeah. well, clearly, I'm not going to stay here anymore. No. But, you know, I mean, we know now that the age for women to have their first child on average is 34. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. Okay. We've got the stats. We've got the data. So why don't we plan for that? We we know that that women that are ambitious and aspirational yeah. at that age will be top middle or senior. So why aren't we planning for that? Why don't we see that as, you know, we know these things are going to happen. Yeah. We're employing women. At the moment, there's only women that can reproduce. Yeah. So until that changes, uh, then we need to plan for it. Otherwise, we're going to lose our female pipeline. Our female talent and that is what's happening yeah. so you think you'd be like duh you know when we talk about solutions but well, the solution's pretty clear isn't it on that on that one yeah yeah it's it pretty is. clear so why aren't we doing anything about it we're not and and then we're you know we've got like masses of, ta of think tanks in in the corporates looking at oh why is this happening and um, you know why are we losing this and so on and so forth. Well, some of these things are pretty obvious, mm. pretty obvious. So when we think about some of the other reasons why yeah, this is happening, that's just one. That's just one. It's a biggie. It's a biggie. But when we think of some of the other things, they are most definitely structural. They are big things. They're about culture. And and you know, I, I absolutely love Dame Mary Beard. I love her. She's kind of like she's she's quirky. She's so so clever. And in her recent book, Women and Power Manifesto, the quote on the back of the book is what got me through reading mm -hmm. it. And the quote on the back of the book is, "You cannot easily fit women into a structure that is already coded male." You have to change the structure. Yeah. So you can't keep trying to squeeze them into something without changing anything. It's all right. They'll change. It's all right. They'll fit in. They won't. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing women struggling to actually progress yeah. in a lot of these structures that are male. And this is not just in companies. This is across our society. Yeah. This is in every public mm -hmm. organization. This is in every public office. Um, we're starting to see it all over. So we know we've got still got the old boys network. We know, as you've mentioned, that majority of women do all the care work. So the child care. They're, they're kind of looking after aging parents, um, looking after um, children that have got special needs. Yeah. You know, the women do all of that. And even, even you know, just the, the mental and emotional load of the household Absolutely. is remembering that the dog needs to go to the yeah. vets. And, it's Father's Day. Yeah, and all of those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. The travel. That still all sit. The bills, you know, all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, and we know that, that women still do 75% of all of that. So it's not that all men don't do any of this. As we've always said, there are good men out there. Yeah. There are lots and lots of good men, but the load still sits with us. Yeah. Um, you know, we we are um sort of trying to do all of that while we're also doing the stuff in work. And you know, at some point that gets like exhausting. It's exhausting and we start to make different decisions. Um, and this is again sometimes where we leak. So I know that. You work as a, an executive coach, Joe. So there are some things that you've seen around performance here as well, aren't there? Yeah, definitely. So there's that. Yeah, whilst we've talked about the earlier bit when the the reproductive bit kicks in, yeah. the second opportunity for this to happen, I think, really comes around the forty mark. Yeah, it's almost like it's a button that gets pressed, and as well as seeing this in a lot of the 
female clients I have actually still got some lived experience of it mm. myself and I remember I remember turning 40 I've feeling like I woke up and thought I've arrived yeah uh, I woke up and I thought I know who I am yeah all of a sudden my identity fell into place and I was happy with it mm-hmm. I was no longer people pleasing trying to be all things to all people trying to be a square peg that fit in a round hole mm-hmm. all of those things I didn't care that much mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. but what that also did was make me think why am I doing all the stuff that I'm doing I'm running myself into the ground mm-hmm. and that's what I see in lots of other women yeah it's almost like they've been fighting this male coded yes. Set up, and we're going to talk a lot more about this male coded game, as we're going to call mm-hmm. it, in episode five. So don't you know? It's not that we're we're brushing that one under the carpet now. We're going to zoom in on that mm-hmm. one in episode five. So make sure you tune in for that one. But what happens for women is they fought this male coded system all through the twenties, and actually they had tons of energy for yeah, it in their twenties. Very true. Loads of zest for life, big mm-hmm. dreams, big ambitions. Mm-hmm. Thinking, I'll sort this. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll rise I'll above this. this. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah. Absolutely. Then we go into the 30s and we get a little bit, we're a little bit weary with it. Yeah. And we're doing all of that family juggling yeah. set up. Yeah. So that all gets a bit heavy in our 30s. And actually, maybe for some of us, like our relationships change, mm. you know, mm. Um the, the, what we set up in our 20s that we thought was going to be our life. life is now like that's not going to happen anymore yeah, yeah. so everything gets chucked up in the air yeah. and then they get to 40 and then they realize that i'm knackered mm. i've been fighting this thing for 15 18 maybe mm. 20 yeah, years and i'm like i'm not happy yeah it hasn't made me happy yeah, yeah. i'm still fighting yeah and i'm quite frankly i'm done with it yeah I haven't changed it. I haven't managed to change it. Neither has anybody else. So tell you what, I've got one life. I think this is the moment where you Mm. have that one life moment and you think, I need to live it for me. So Mm. we, you know, we we deselect ourselves proactively for the right reasons at that point. And we go off and we we do something that's a bit more purpose led. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And and again, as somebody that coaches female entrepreneurs, that generally is the age. Yeah. So they're leaving corporate to set up their own business or their business is starting to fly yeah. around that age. Yeah. And the performance link in that yeah. um, is the bit that the male coded bit. Yeah, disappears. It, it, well, it's all about that's been driving performance out yeah. of them all yeah. the way through that. Yeah. They've been focused on results and outcomes and targets and all of those things when actually, as a woman, we're far more driven by values yeah. and purpose. purpose. And so that's why I think we deselect yeah. that moment because like, I'm done in yeah. with the performing yeah. and it hasn't really got me anywhere and I'm knackered. Mm. And I, deep down, I'm driven by values and yeah. purpose. My values yeah. don't align here, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm off, to, yeah. I'm off to pursue a passion project mm-hmm. and a purpose mm-hmm. project. And they don't always find that straight away. No. So what a lot of people do, and this is what I do when I did when I leaked, I leaked at the end of my 20s. And I set up my first business doing yeah. what I was doing in corporate. You were pioneering. Yeah. And was I? Was yeah. I pioneering? Yeah, of course. Right, okay. So I set up a business doing what I was doing in corporate, marketing brand development, which is what I knew how to do, but it wasn't my passion. It wasn't no. my passion project. It wasn't my purpose. It was just a way of me actually getting out of that organisational structure that was like, 
you know, squeezing me. Yeah. Um, and the politics of it all, which I wasn't very good at, and I'm still not. Um, and doing something where I could earn my own money and define my own values yeah. and that my own way of working. Yeah. It wasn't my passion. My passion took me another 10 years to find. So I think that happens to a lot of people, men as well, when they come out of something where they've been driven by somebody else's dream and they've, they've been in a profession, yeah. i.e. this is what I do. Yes. It takes a while to get from this is what I do to this is what I'm here for. Yeah. And, you know, it takes some intervention. It takes some self-awareness. It takes some work on you. Um, and you know, then you all, all you might have an aha moment. You might not. You might just slowly slide into something. Yeah, you takes might, you a while. Yeah, to it you out, might meet it? somebody that sparks something for you. You might have that aha moment. But we all are waiting for that, and, and it doesn't happen for most of us. No, and my reflection on that, because that's exactly the same for me, is um, I was so focused on what I was going to do or what I was going to be, mm. because that's how I'd been conditioned. Yeah all the way through that corporate yeah. career yeah. where it's about what I delivered, yes. what I, you know, the job that yes. I do. Yeah. And only now when I look back is actually it, it was when I, when I leaked and I went off on my own, I love this term now, when I leaked, <laughs> just makes me think I need a wee. Oui. Yeah. <laughs> is that um, I, if I'd have known then what I know now, I'd have worried less about what I was doing I'm focused more on the fact that it, I could be driven by my values. Yeah. Almost to a, for a while, it wouldn't matter what, what it is, yes. as long as I could live yes. by my values and by a bit of a, a. It took me ages to work my actual purpose out, yeah. but yeah. I still could have gone a bit more purpose led yes. and yeah. not got so consumed in. I yes. don't know what I'm supposed yes. to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So I, I kind of just knew what I was going to do and yeah. I knew I was going to do what I was doing there. But for me, so then I did it based on my own approach and my own values with my own people yeah, uh, and my own strategy and my own clients. So it was all completely it, different. Mm. But then I realised probably five or six years into that, that this is not what I'm here for. No. And I need to work out what that is. And so I gradually did a lot more work on me. Um, and, and I've always been very into, into personal development and I, I kind of find, found my route and found my purpose. Yeah. But it didn't happen straight away. No, and it's like maybe, to, you know, to other women who might be listening to this mm. who it's resonating with going, oh, my God, I'm in that mm. space. Mm. You know, if I could share any top, top tip for that, it is to know that let it, let it work its own uh, way out. Absolutely, don't overthink it. No, but don't overthink it. Get out of an of an environment that's that's sabotaging you and who you are. Yeah, that's the main thing, isn't it? If you can't be who you are, if you can't be authentic, um, you know, if you're not if you're not valued for that, uh, you're not valued for your your individuality and your own personal identity, then that's going to chip away at your confidence and your self-esteem and it's yeah. going to continue chipping away. Yeah. So if it's doing that, then, you know, you need to think about the next step because it might not be where you are. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then just let it, let it flow. Yeah. Let it flow. You don't have to have all the answers no, straight away. Not. Absolutely not. Everybody's looking for this, searching for the panacea straight yeah. away, aren't they? Yeah. You know, I want to know what it is I'm supposed to be doing. I want to know why. I want to know what my purpose is. And it doesn't just arrive. You've got to do the work. Yeah. I think, you know, and, and this, there's a phrase, actually, that's ended up 
been really powerful for me in many contexts and that is you know it's it's about the journey mm-hmm. not the destination exactly. and I was such a destination person yeah. Yeah. in so many different realms and mm. scenarios mm. that no wonder I was never happy because yeah. yeah. as soon as I got to whatever the destination next. was I'm like what's the next, next. what's it there's not that yeah. much here yeah. is there so I did that us... all the way through my 20s yeah. but like you say in your 20s it suits you and it, it's you know because you've got the energy and you're excited and it's everything's new isn't it yeah. you know and everything's a challenge and you like the challenge and you're earning good money and it's you know it's well, all thought, amazing I thought I did yeah I thought yeah. I did yeah if I honestly and truthfully reflect back now I don't know where I just knew that that's what I had to do yeah, yeah. I don't know if I really I did enjoy it I convinced mm. myself I enjoyed yeah. it because yeah. it was ticking the boxes and mm. I was getting the things yeah. that apparently society said yeah. I should be getting yeah. but yeah. actually now when I go to that life is about the journey mm. enjoy the bumps in the road mm. and mm. get your head out your ass and yeah. look at the scenery yeah, yeah. then actually that's when you do have a, a much more fulfilling mm. Mm. and a different definition of a successful it'd be interesting thing. won't it if we're you know we look at our our the next generation's journey and if and i was giving my advice like. to a, a 20 yeah. year old now yeah. i'd be like look out the window guys girls but i think they do more i think yeah, they're different they to us. Do. i think they're more aware of that stuff and they're definitely more environmentally aware and they don't see work in the same way that we do you know they they've got a very different view that's on true. it haven't they that's true so when you look at the millenniums they just don't they don't like work on the same framework that we did no and actually you know i was brought up that successful is was a work a, a, is a, yeah you have to work your backside yeah. off yeah and it's about money and that mm. that belief has screwed me over something mm. rotten, mm. like in later years, mm. because I've achieved some wonderful things that I can't chalk them up as success because they didn't make loads of money. Mm. Yet they were highly purposeful. Yeah. Have you reframed impactful. that? Impactful. I that. have reframed Good. it, but it, I have to remind it. Still yes. have to remind myself. Yes. You know, yeah. There are still yeah. moments where I'm where I feel ashamed or embarrassed mm. of something that I've done. Because it didn't make loads of money. Right. I still haven't fully let go of yes. that. And so yes. yeah, it's a big and again that comes back to female, more yes. coded stuff. I don't want to yes. spoil the episode, yes. but it yes. getting in your head this idea of there is a male coded environment, yeah. there's a female yes. set of coding. Yeah, and, um, and we don't we don't get to play out naturally yeah. in the no. female space. No, it much. doesn't have the same value, does it? It doesn't have no. the same um collateral. No. It's not weight. worth it's not as much. weight. Yes. Yes, it's it's pink and fluffy, so yes. it's nice to do yes. stuff. Soft, soft, thing. yeah, soft. Thing. And we, you know, they need. Yeah. I want, I want us to get to a yeah. place where yeah. I'm not saying we put the male coded stuff in the bin. By no, the way, absolutely not. But absolutely not. We will have the best world when balance. we've got balance of both. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just a little taster, just a taster of episode next. five. So we're now on to our solutions. So yeah. I think we've kind of maybe talked about some of them in that you know be. Be true to yourself, yeah. you know. Be recognize that when, if you want to stay and be a pioneer, because please, we need them. Yeah. Don't all leave. Yeah. Don't all leak. Don't all leak. You know, we don't want the the, the sort of game to be empty of women. Um, but don't beat yourself up if it's time. Yeah, and I think um, that was it. Einstein, definite definition of insanity. Oh, right. Okay. Um, 
repeatedly doing the same thing but expecting a different result yeah, same thing in the same way expecting yeah a different result. so it's yeah. not that's not that is this yeah. isn't about being stoic and us sticking where we are and thinking we've got to carry on fighting mm -hmm. um you know and, and powering on through mm -hmm. with that you know we've got we have got to tweak our approach definitely. to this so we don't want us all to leak out of corporate there are some of us that it would be the right thing to do yes deselect yourself be empowered change your life but there are plenty of us who have still got some welly to have yeah. and will be empowered by staying by in staying. and being that pioneer yeah. yeah but it's about can we go about that a little bit differently yeah. and a couple of the things just for this episode that will make the difference um you know is about i think the two words are kind of upstanding and allies yeah you know yeah. so it's not about going in there like a bull in a china shop and saying you know this place is a load of rubbish and we need to change everything right now but it is about that gentle gentle change and challenge of behavior not necessarily where it affects you mm -hmm. so up being upstanding or an ally for somebody else mm -hmm. is speaking up on their behalf yes. Yes. supporting them if they're having a bit of a tricky yes. time with some of that stuff whether you are a man or a woman yes yeah is to start to question the status quo around some of this and challenge it and often that is easier when it's not you that's being directly affected mm -hmm. by it isn't mm -hmm. it yeah it is another form of sisterhood isn't it yeah it's about us being in on the same team yeah um but also getting the good men on the same team as yeah well. you know we've talked a lot about sisterhood and allies in the context of challenging other people's behavior yes. guess what we're saying in this episode is do the same but do it about systems and processes yes. too yes the you know, if the system and the structure isn't helping us to be in work and stop us from leaking then let's challenge the things and you know champion and pioneer i said champion and pioneer at the same time and then pioneer be a pioneer um, you heard for, it here. You did. Be, be that for, for changing the system and the structure in the place where you work. Bring it on. One at a time. Bring it on. That's how culture changes. Absolutely. Yeah. So give that a bit of thought. Give that a bit of thought. And um, over the next couple of episodes, we've got our second guest with us next episode. Um, I'll leave that as a little bit of a surprise. You can uh, find out more. Hope you enjoyed our first guest last time. Um, but we will be talking about, um, you know, are we silencing women? Mm. Um, we're going to be talking a bit about women's networks in a corporate sense. So a little bit of a taster to whet your appetite. Um, before then, in episode five, where we'll come back to this idea of the male-coded game mm -hmm. we'll talk about that so uh hope that's enough to keep you intrigued and uh waiting for the next episode release so until then we shall say bye 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 you have been listening to jane and jodes on one until next time remember sisterhood matters together we are bold brave fierce and unstoppable <laughs>